You're listening to a sermon preached at University Presbyterian Church in Seattle, Washington. For more information, please visit our website, upc.org. In this first series of this sermon series on the Spirit, we are, as you heard in our early reading from from Ray, from the book of Acts, uh, chapter 2, looking at uh, the day of Pentecost. And I want to continue that reading, but going down to verse 37, it's on page 886, of your pew Bibles. If you're able, would you please stand and read with me? We are going to read just verses 37 through 39. Hear the word of the Lord from Acts chapter 2, verse 37 on page 886. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? Peter said to them, Repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, so that your sins may be forgiven, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you, for your children, and for all who are far away, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to him. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Lord God, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts will be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Go ahead and be seated. So this whole summer, we are remembering the Holy Spirit, the third member of the Trinity, who is often forgotten. And so I wonder if you can remember with me this morning. Do you remember days running through the sprinkler when the temperature soared when you were a kid? Jumping full speed off the end of a dock into the lake, the cool rush of water coming over you. Do you remember, how many of you can remember a long, cold drink of water after a hot car ride with no air conditioning? (laughs) A real shower after a few days out camping. A long bath after the kids are in bed. Remember the shock of a surprise dousing from a, from a super soaker, a water balloon, or just a well-timed bucket? Or the feel of the ocean as it, as it washes over your toes? Do you remember the spray from the fountain over here at the Seattle Center? Remember having to avoid the old fountain and, and, the, and the spokes that came out of it? You can feel that water, can't you? There are seasons in life of pure refreshment. Days you remember when life washed you clean, leaving you refreshed, invigorated. Days of new beginnings and wonder. And do you remember days when the breeze came along at just the right time to cool you down? And other days when the wind whipped against the windows carrying a storm. The sound of the wind whistling or howling through poorly sealed openings in a home or a cabin. Or the gentle rustling of leaves overhead. Do you remember putting your your head out of the car window and trying to breathe against the wind coming at you? Remember times when you've been out in strong gusts and you lean into them to see whether or not they'll hold your weight? The, The body still holds the memory of breezes and gusts, doesn't it? And there are seasons in life when the atmosphere is alive with energy. 
movement, almost like it has a will of its own when you know you are caught up in a jet stream of something bigger than yourself. You feel the whispers that something is coming with an energy and a force and you're waiting for it. You didn't realize how stagnant the air had become in your life until the sound of movement brought you to your senses. Do you remember nights sitting around a campfire? Feeling your face tingle from the heat when you, when you stoke the flames, add another log, watch those sparks go up? Do you remember bonfires? Did any of you grow up with bonfires where you actually burned your leaves? You recall the, the smell of leaves burning in the fall? Oh, I know what you'll recall is when people start at the charcoal grills in the spring around here. Do you remember the way that, that faces soften in candlelight? The anticipation of the flickering light of birthday candles on kids' faces? Can you call to mind the sweeping and terrifying power of the wildfires in Colorado this summer? Contrast that with that inviting comfort of the wood stove that I described earlier. There are seasons in life that crackle with heat. When love or interest is sparked, when passion is ignited, when the desire to risk, to create, to work hard, it it fuels your activities and your interests. It fires the imagination. They are days that still burn pure in memory, alive with hope. Times when the presence of God gave soft glow and inviting comfort, often in grief. Days when passion for Christ burned like wildfire. Seasons where where joy was so real you felt sure you'd be consumed by ecstasy. These are the days you'll remember. The seasons of refreshment and movement and passion, the days of water, of wind, a fire. And these were the days that the Jews remembered, that they were commanded to remember in their sacred festivals, the days of Red Sea and Exodus and the pillar of fire. One of these days is the festival of weeks, Pentecost. Fifty days of celebrating the dramatic rescue from slavery in Egypt. Which is why at the time of year in our story, at Pentecost, there were so many pilgrims in Jerusalem. From Parthia, Media, Elam, and Mesopotamia, those are all east of Euphrates River, what we call the Middle East. From Syria and down to Egypt and Libya, North Africa. From Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia, and Pamphylia, those are all in Asia Minor. From Rome and Crete, from all possible points of the compass. Devout Jews... And converts to Judaism had gathered in Jerusalem to remember. Longing for the days of the Spirit of the Lord. Longing for days of water and wind and fire. Sweeping down and restoring this promised kingdom. Of peace and love and justice and the abundance of joy. Pentecost was a festival of first fruits when the devout would bring any amount they chose out of the blessings that God had given them. Gathered to remember refreshment and provision and the powerful presence of God, the mighty acts of God. And in remembering to bless God's name again. Festival days, Pentecost days, provoked a longing for the day that the mighty acts of God would sweep through 
and restore the kingdom again. And the pilgrims in Jerusalem were not the only ones longing for this. There were 120 followers of Jesus with days of remembrance much nearer to hand. 120 followers of Jesus gathered in an upper room, praying and longing again for the days nearer in memory than the mighty acts of God near Sinai, remembering their own halcyon days with Jesus before he ascended into heaven. These disciples gathered to pray, and as they gathered, perhaps they remembered days of water, marking the sound and hearing the sound of splashing when Jesus emerged from his baptism in the Jordan to begin his public ministry of active recruitment and teaching and miracles. Remembering the the refreshment of those teachings, the sense of new beginnings. Perhaps people like the woman at the well promised water that would never leave her thirsty again. The chance at new life where where old reputations and the grime of, of past relationships could be washed away. Remembering the joy that welled up inside to overflowing at the sound of Jesus' voice calling out in the temple courts on another festival day for all who were thirsty to come and drink of healing, forgiveness, hope, and freedom. Maybe remembering the water between toes and moving up to their ankles as Jesus washed their feet in the same upper room. Remembering the sound of Peter hitting the water at the sound of at the sight of the risen Jesus at the shore. Or that gentle lapping that a lake makes as they ate the breakfast that the risen Jesus had made for them. 120 of Jesus' disciples gathered to pray and remember days of wind. The glory days of the movement when news of Jesus would rush out ahead of them. When Jesus' very presence would kick up the dust of settled customs, bringing energy and life to places where the air was stale and dead. Whipping up the ire of demons, literally driving out evil before him. Recalling the storm winds that obeyed his voice, relenting from from gale force to gentle breeze at a simple command. Recalling with greater grief the storm whipped up so suddenly in Jerusalem. A fury that sent Jesus to his death without a command from their Lord for stillness. And after the resurrection, remembering the gentle feel of Jesus' breath as he gave the Holy Spirit to the eleven, replacing disbelief and anxiety with the cool breeze of peace. 120 of Jesus' disciples gathered to wait and to pray and remember days of fire. The passion that burned in them during that time with Jesus. The light in Jesus' eyes whenever he spoke about the kingdom or his father. The purity of his motives that burned with such bright contrast to these other leaders The zeal for worship in spirit and in truth as he cleared the temple with a passion and a fury. They recalled, some of them, how their hearts burned within them when the resurrected Jesus spoke scriptures along the road to Emmaus. 
Those were the days that they remembered. These were the kingdom days of refreshment and promise and life and hope. And these days were seemingly gone because Jesus was gone. Remember, Jesus had ascended. They asked him, is the the water whipping through? Will the fire start up? And he said, the time is not for you to know. And he gave them a command and a promise. Wait, pray. And the promise of a Holy Spirit who purified like fire, whom Jesus described like wind, who would wash souls clean like water. Wait, pray. So here they are in Jerusalem, hidden away from the festival crush, waiting and praying. And on the day, everyone is gathered on this Pentecost day. As Luke tells the story in his Acts of the Apostles, as we heard, as Ray read it, suddenly these are the days again. Suddenly the days of the Spirit, pouring out like water, rushing in like wind, igniting like fire. A hundred and twenty followers burst out in ecstatic speech as all these days of memory and longing are theirs again. The refreshment and the movement and the passion that was provoked by Jesus' presence as the spirit of Jesus rushes over them with the very same sense of new beginnings, of energy, of purity, overwhelmingly fully immersed in the spirit of Jesus Christ. And so overwhelming that the telling of it just literally poured out of them in a language they did not create and could not contain. Capturing ears and imaginations among the pilgrims gathered in Jerusalem. I wonder if you've ever walked through a foreign market with knowing some of the language but no one speaking in your native tongue. And maybe you can... Uh, empathize and, and sympathize with the shock of these pilgrims when suddenly they hear their native language as proclaiming the mighty acts of water, wind, and fire that the soul desires with such exuberance that a number of folks complain aloud about the spectacle of this backwoods group of Galileans drunk on a sacred day. And then can you imagine the thrill of listening to Peter preach? Suggesting that, you know, it's a little too early in the day to have consumed nearly the amount of wine required to explain this phenomenon. And then hear him go on to preach this intoxicating message that in the life and death and resurrection of this man, Jesus Christ, the long-awaited season of the Spirit is here. The days when God's mercy floods the earth with a rebirth of ecstasy and hope Social divisions swept away before the wind and the spirit. Young and old, male and female, high born and low bred, all receiving this life-transforming spirit of God. All of them filled with this consuming desire to tell, to, to communicate the good news of God's passion for God's people. Every one of them entrusted with the surprising message of life and hope. Can you imagine sharing their desire to be part of this miracle that they saw? I wonder if you hear the invitation in this story to immerse the dry and barren places of your own life in the cool expanse of love poured out for you in the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. To drink deeply of God's mercy 
until you thirst no more. To turn your face toward, toward the wind picking up at your back, blowing through the places that are stale and stuck, moving you towards hope and rebirth. This invitation to experience the movement of this fire kicking up the ashes, where encouragement and passion used to fuel your choices and your desires. And don't we live in a world that is also longing for this promised renewal? For God's justice to roll down like water, rescuing communities and nations from the violent oppressor, ending the destruction of unchecked greed or violence, restoring peace and wholeness to the land. Do you remember how exciting it was a little over a year ago when the the winds of change seemed to pick up and challenge the old orders as happened in the Arab Spring when, when in Tunisia and Egypt, Libya, Yemen, change just seemed to be rolling through the Middle East only to shift direction or stagnate as old orders return? Don't we watch our world and our times and long for a wind that can blow through with genuine Restoration. And how difficult is it to live with passion and love in a cynical and self-interested age? I mean, who has the energy to constantly live with purity of heart and motive without sarcasm, without backbiting? Who among us is able to provide the clarity of vision that cuts through the darkness and clearly illuminates the way, promised to be poured out on young and old servants and leaders alike? And I'm sure you can think of at least one neighbor or friend who genuinely longs for light instead of darkness, for hope rather than despair. See, we live in an age that is longing for the days of God's spirit every bit as much as those first pilgrims in Jerusalem on that first Pentecost, gathering in wonder. And can you imagine the wonder as this community as we gather and pray here throughout this summer in the hopes of being revived in the days of God's Spirit. Because together we are the body of Christ. And this body here at UPC and and, and our brothers and sisters in other Christian churches, the body of Christ is longing to drink the new wine of God's Spirit, to be washed clean of past choices that are caked to us like mud to be moved into a future with an energy and a momentum that is not of our own making nor for our own sake. To be inflamed again with a passion for the presence of God, hearts burning within us as we meet the risen Jesus in the words of scriptures, faith springing to flame as we gather in prayer, reviving an unquenchable determination to give away as much of ourselves as possible, as often as possible, to the world outside these walls. Wouldn't we ask with the early pilgrims, well, what do we have to do for that? Call on the name of the Lord, Peter tells us, as told in the prophet Joel. And the name of that Lord is Jesus Christ, Peter proclaims. Repent. Turn away from putting so much energy into digging wells in dry places that will never satisfy. Turn away from so much energy into self-reliant choices 
that insist of walking into and against the wind of the Spirit of God. Turn away from consuming people and things to feed these never-ending desires of your own self, only to wake up in the morning with ashes all around and a soul grown cold. Turn away, repent, and pray for the Holy Spirit to be poured out in our lives, in our relationships, in our work, our neighborhoods, our hospitals, our schools, to refresh us, encourage us, and revive us. Turn around into the waters of the rebirth of Jesus Christ and pray. Let's pray now. Lord God Almighty, you created the world to sparkle and dance with power and tenderness, beauty and song for your glory and our delight. And in the light of your mercy, Lord, for everything that is still a wonder, we see that we are dingy and lame, in need of a good bath, a clear direction, and the desire for a love that is motivated by the truth the purity, the beauty of Jesus Christ. So please forgive us, Lord. Forgive the ways we've depended on our own strength for momentum. Forgive us for letting our passion for Christ's present be replaced by lesser things. Forgive us, renew us, wash us clean. Now, Holy Spirit, in this place, breathe through us, individually and together, as we bless your name. For more UPC audio or to find out about service times, visit us at upc.org. All online audio is available on CD and cassette. To order copies of sermons and classes, please visit upc.org slash audio, email audio at upc.org, or call 206-524-7301 extension 117.